Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. A year later, parents wait for an arrest and the killing of their son. For another Cumberland County family, the wait has been much, much longer. This is Crime Time, a new podcast on FayObserver.com featuring Fayetteville Observer crime reporter Nancy McCleary. I'm Sonny Jones. On the podcast, we'll look at issues involving crime, courts, and public safety, highlighting stories in the news and hearing from those involved. And a reminder, anyone we discussed who has been charged with a crime is presumed innocent until found guilty in a court of law. Let's get started. It was the night of November 19, 2005, when 35-year-old Craig Johnson was shot and killed inside the Lineup Barber Shop on Yadkin Road. His body was found the next morning by a customer. Craig Johnson had been shot five times. More than 12 years later, the person who shot Johnson has not been arrested. There are few clues for police to work with. What happened to this Fayetteville barber? For more on this story, let's bring in the Fayetteville Observer crime reporter, Nancy McCleary. She will have a story in the Sunday, February 4th edition of The Observer and online at fayobserver.com about this case. Nancy, and your reporting for this story, bring us up to date on where things stand and what police know and need from the public. Thank you, Sonny. Um, in speaking with Detective Daniel Johnson from the Fayetteville Police Department, um, it's been 12 years and they haven't given up hope. Um, he thinks that they may be able to retest some of the evidence that was collected at the scene uh, as well as better access to phone records um, and reading off the poles where they ping. Um, yeah, because the technology <clears throat> has come so far That's correct. since 2005, and, and uh, so it, hopefully that, that would work out. That is correct. Um, Detective Johnson told me they have developed through the years multiple persons of interest, but there's just not enough to narrow it down to one person. Well, you know, Johnson's mother was killed in a car wreck when he was only 18 months old. He lived with his grandmother in Rayford until 2002 when she died at the age of 106. Family members Vernus and Linda Thomas of Greensboro keep the memory of their nephew alive. Nancy, you had an opportunity to meet with the Thomases recently for the story. Talk about the case with them and, and, and their nephew. What, what uh, did you get from them? Their nephew, Craig, was like a son to them, although they were in Greensboro and he was in Rayford. They felt that they helped raise him. They provided him with clothes. They provided him with uh, caring and kindness through the years. Um, they say that Craig was just well-liked, that he was a kind and good person, that he was willing to help people out. Detective Johnson told me that other witnesses that he spoke with have told him the same thing, that Craig Johnson was a good, gentle person who was willing to help anyone, regardless of what it might involve. 
you know, Nancy, as for the murder and your conversation with the Thomases, uh, what did they say about it? Obviously, they, they want it solved, and, and they're still trying to keep the memory of their nephew and, and the investigation going. Are they surprised it's been more than 12 years without an arrest? I think that they are surprised. I think probably a lot of people are surprised. Yes. It has been a long time. And every year on the anniversary, on or about the anniversary of Craig's death, the Thomases drive from Greensboro to Fayetteville, and they hand out flyers in front of the lineup barber shop and in the areas around there, hoping, just hoping that somebody will have something, some kind of information or tip that will lead them to find Craig's killer. Well, it sure will be an interesting read Sunday in The Observer and on FayeObserver.com. We certainly encourage people to read this story and a $10,000 reward is being offered for information leading to the arrest and conviction of Craig Johnson's killer. Anyone with information should call Crime Stoppers at 433-TIPS. That's 433-8477. Tips also can be submitted anonymously online at fay-nccrimestoppers.org. You know, Nancy, while uh, Craig Johnson's family has been waiting more than 12 years for an arrest, the memory for another Cumberland County family, certainly much fresher. There were 36 people killed in Cumberland County in 2017. That includes the towns Fayetteville, Spring Lake, Hope Mills, all of Cumberland County combined. All but two of the cases have led to an arrest thus far. One is the case of 35-year-old Byron Jarrell Ray, who was shot dead on Lady Slipper Drive off Cumberland Road on June 17th. The other involves 27-year-old Calvin Blackshire Jr., who was shot outside Motel 6 on Cedar Creek Road on the morning of January 19, 2017. Blackshire's parents still wait for their son's killer to be arrested. The story behind the murder is very chilling, Nancy. Tell us about the case and the tragic ending to the life of Calvin Blackshire Jr. Uh, Calvin Blackshire Jr. lived in Hope Mills. He lived with his parents. His father is retired um, Sergeant Major, I believe, from the military. Um, he was a, another person who was called kind, good, uh, gentle. He had a, a young son who was still a toddler who was uh, staying with his girlfriend, but they occasionally would bring him over to his parents' house. And it happened that his son was over there the last night that Calvin was known to be alive. Um, and he brushed his hair, he brushed the little boy's hair, and went out the door and never came home. What happened, they don't know what uh, precipitated this event, but Calvin ended up in the parking lot at the Cedar Creek Motel on, I'm sorry, Motel 6 on Cedar Creek Road. Um, he ended up there in the parking lot and what happened, no one knows, but he was shot, and he was laying in the parking lot. What happened next is beyond um, understanding for anyone, but a young man who was there, he, he has said he was sitting in his car. For some reason, he got out and he live-streamed Calvin Blackshire Jr. laying there dying he live-streamed it on Facebook, and according to his parents, to Calvin's parents, he tagged it with the line of 
do you want to see a man die? Um, I don't understand who could do that. Now, police have told me that they have interviewed this, this individual and that he has not been charged. Um, he's not a suspect. So at this point, they don't know. Do they think he may have seen anything in, with the shooting and then, or just happened to be there after the shooting and get it on Facebook? Have they told you anything about that? With the they police? really haven't, but I, I, I don't think that he was there when the actual shooting happened. And I think probably the shooter had already left by that time. Um, again, to know that someone is live streaming your son as he's laying there dying is just beyond comprehension. Where are police on this case, do you think? Do, do you get a sense, uh, you did a, a story about it a couple of weeks ago in the Fayetteville uh, Observer and FayetteObserver.com. Where are police, are, are, they, are they making progress or are they, it's still kind of a, a tough case to cry? I think that they are probably at least holding their own in this particular case. Um, again, the young man who live streamed it, they have ruled him out um, and they have interviewed him and they just don't know that they don't know where Calvin was before he ended up at the Motel 6. Um, his parents told me that his girlfriend, the mother of his child, called him about, I think they said about 11.15 that night, and um, or he called her rather, about 11.15 that night, and she was busy doing something, and, and Mrs. Blackshire told me she wondered if that was his way of trying to get help. Um, mm -hmm. One will never know. Well, you, you mentioned you had a chance to talk with uh, the Blackshires, Calvin Blackshire Sr. and Pamela Blackshire for the story. And, and talking with them, uh, I'm, I'm sure they're still devastated a year later. This is obviously something you'll never get over, but, but it's only been uh, right, right about a year. What, what's going through their mind? What, what did you take away from your visit uh, with them and their hope of one day this being solved? These parents were devastated, um, as is their 15-year-old daughter, who obviously is Calvin's sister. But the Blackshires, who, who are, appear to be good people, um, they are devastated. It is hard. Mr. Blackshire told me it's hard for him to even talk about. Um, but he did a little bit. But they say they're getting through it one day at a time and um, with some grief counseling. And they just, they just go forward day by day. They just want to know who killed their son. So they would love for anybody with any kind of information to please contact the police, uh, the Fayetteville Police Department. On the shooting of Calvin Blackshire Jr., there's a $6,000 reward for information that leads to finding his killer. Anyone with information, as Nancy mentioned, should call Fayetteville Police Sergeant Arellano at 8988, that's 988-6543, or Crime Stoppers at 483-TIPS, 483-8477. That's going to wrap it up for the first edition of Crime Time. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. 
Be sure to tell your friends about this new feature on FayObserver.com. We welcome your comments and suggestions. You can reach Nancy McCleary by email at nmcleary, that's N-M-C-C-L-E-A-R-Y, nmcleary at FayObserver.com or on Twitter at F-O underscore McCleary. You can reach me, Sonny Jones, by email at sjones at fayobserver.com or on Twitter at F-O Sonny Jones. Again, thanks so much for listening. Hope you'll tune in next time for the next edition of Crime Time. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.